short. He walked his double to right. The big Yankee crowd roaring now for some action. Hey everybody, this is Downright Sports being recorded on Wednesday during the day. I couldn't tell you the last time I did a daytime show. Anyway, today's show we're going to discuss Aaron Judge hitting 60, the new NFL Young Guns, and how I help the WNBA players get paid. So, just because it's during the day and just because it's recorded on Wednesday does not mean it's not, no wait, it's showtime!
downright sports. With notorious sports critic, Brent Reid. Yeah, welcome everybody. Welcome to an all new downright sports. I'm your host, Brent Reid, the notorious sports critic. And this is an all new show uh, being recorded on uh, Wednesday. Uh, actually, so the normally the podcast new episodes drop every Wednesday. Uh, they're going to drop. You're getting it fresh. Uh, last night, I was tired. <laughs> Basically, it yeah, just worn out and tired. Just could not um, find myself to do the show last night. I was just beaten up. It has everything to do with your, you know, your. Your normal nine to five. But if you've never listened to Downright Sports before, well, buckle up. Uh, this Downright Sports is a sports show for sports fans. And I am the ultimate sports fan, otherwise known as the notorious sports critic. You can listen to Downright Sports. Uh, Wednesdays, new episodes download at 12, except for today. They're going to download a little later in the day. Uh, you can listen on DJ Chase Radio. Uh, you can listen on DynastyRadioNY.com on Thursdays at 8 o'clock. You can listen at 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays at Fab 94.5 The Hits. Saturday at 3 p.m. at Trap Radar Radio. And Sundays at 12 noon on She Real Radio. Uh, you can also listen and download the show Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, you can get a shorter version of the show at YouTube. And uh, TikTok, we're going to start now that TikTok has opened um, the platform for longer content. I don't, I'm, I'm debating if we're going to start doing longer content on YouTube. I kind of like doing just the short stuff right now um, to keep it easier. And, uh, you know, it's, it, the idea behind it is mainly for, you know, quick looks and directing you to um, you know oh where's this show let me go catch it here you know what I mean so that's kind of the 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 idea behind it versus doing a whole entire episode on the platform so um, but some exciting news so stick around to the end of the show if you're watching on Facebook live this is the first time we're actually I'm using the downrate sports fan page to uh, broadcast a show, uh, something new working on and something exciting. How about that? All right. Uh, so last night, my New York Yankees, yes, my New York Yankees, because I am a giant Yankees fan. Uh, Aaron Judge uh, did it last night. Aaron Judge hit number sixty. He's the first Yankee to hit sixty home runs since Roger Maris did it in 1961. And in fact, Roger Maris... So, a little backstory. Babe Ruth hit 60, uh, was the only player to do so until 61, but uh, Babe Ruth hit 60 in 1927. All right? And the record stood for years, years. Over 30-something years, the record stood. And when Roger Maris was getting closer and closer to breaking the record, baseball changed the rules on him. They decided that it wasn't fair that Roger Maris would hold this record with um, 
Babe Ruth because they were going to play more games. I think it's nonsense that that even was a conversation. But when Maris hit the home run, he did not hit it in the same amount of days as Babe Ruth did. He actually hit it the la- uh, either the last game of the year, game 162, or it was, but it was after Ruth because Ruth and those guys back in the old days, they only played 154 games. But that's because they didn't have lights. <laughs> lights, they didn't start playing under in, in night games until the 50s, I think. And they didn't go past St. Louis. That's as far west. Uh, Roger Myers played in California because in 61 was the first time they went to go play in California. They had the Anaheim Angels. Um, the Dodgers were out there. But for the American League, the Anaheim Angels, that was it. There was nothing else. Or the Los Angeles Angels, however you want to call it. No Yankee has hit 60 since Roger Myers did it in 1961. And Aaron Judge being the first to do so. Now, others have come close. I think A-Rod's hit 50-ish. Um, that's it. Like, there haven't been uh, a slew. Judge hit 50 his rookie season, you know, but there haven't been a slew of Yankees that just been putting up monstrous home runs. And it's funny because the Yankees have the reputation, their nickname are the Bronx Bombers, but they haven't had a collective group of guys, or no, excuse me, they haven't had one individual since Ruth that just puts up astronomically monstrous numbers. Now, Reggie Jackson was a home run hitter, um, Mantle, home run hitter, Mantle hit 50 a few times, um, uh, uh, Joe DiMaggio was a, uh, a home run hitter, but he, I think the most he might have put out was like 40-ish. You had A-Rod, who hit 50, I think, once as a Yankee. Uh, Giambi never put up 50. Uh, I'm thinking of all these power hitters the Yankees had. Dave Winfield never put up 50. Uh, Donnie ba- Don Mattingly never put up 50. But these were all great hitters. You just never saw them do what Aaron Judge did. And the significance of what Judge has accomplished this season is huge. Now, it's a contract year. So what better way to go into a contract year than showing them, hey, let me do something that nobody was thinking. Now, people thought Judge could do it. Giancarlos can do it. Um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. could do it. Uh, um, Francisco Tatis. Uh, there is a lot of big t- uh, Bryce Harper these are big hitters, but the fact that this year, this particular year, Aaron Judge decided, you know what, I'm just going to ball out. And I don't know if he decided that, but if you watch Aaron Judge's career and the the the, the, the growth he has shown, the, the guy gets better every year. He just has. He has literally gotten better every year. Years where he is healthy, years where he gets to play the entire year he has shown so much growth this is a guy that when they called him up we all laughed because he couldn't hit the ball like we all look if you were a Yankee fan and you said who the heck is this Aaron Judge and the biggest thing you could say was this guy is big like he's big but sometimes when you look at a player or you watch a player you easily can see, oh, that individual's got it. Like, <clears throat> that guy 
he had there's something about him. He's got that aura. He's got that star factor, as I like to say, that showtime ability. And you now look at what he's was able to accomplish this year, what he's been able to accomplish in his career, and the the conversation now has to shift. Where's Aaron Judge ranking now? Before we go into rankings, because that's the whole point of sports talk. It's rankings. Everything is rankings. How do you rank everybody? Everybody's a talking head. Um, the significance of what Judge has done this year historically is huge. Okay, he's thirty years old. He's um, basically the face of baseball. This is big, and I'm gonna touch on. I wrote down a list of questions that need to be addressed, and I'm gonna address them in order. So there's a lot. So let's let's unravel and unravel this. Where is Judge ranking Yankee history? Good question. I think it's really what's my paperwork. I think it's really tough for us to start putting Judge in certain categories. All right, a little inside note. I had notes on top of notes, and I don't know where the heck they have gone. Like, I had a lot of notes. <laughs> like, it's just missing. Did I take it somewhere? That's the craziest thing I've seen all day. All right, so we're going to be winging this one. Did I move it? Oh, I know where it is. No, that don't feel right. Nope. Wow. I had a list of notes that I wrote down. I was up to like 3 a.m. working on this show last night. And I don't know where any of my stuff is. I had it here before I left to go get food. You guys are getting real inside radio right now. Is that it? I think I found it. I found it. All right. I'm doing all this other stuff to just annoy and distract all you guys on purpose. Found it. So for all of you watching on Facebook, I found it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not editing any of that out, by the way. Like, you're just getting live radio. That's all you're getting. You're getting live radio. I was, I, I, I grew up studying live radio. So you got live radio, nothing like it. All right, so. Where's Aaron Judge ranked in the history of the Yankees? I don't know if you can rank him in the, any of the top 20, but I think he can crack it. He needs a championship. The Yankees are defined by championships. The Yankees are defined by winning. It's not MVP awards because Derek G doesn't have an MVP award, and it's arguable Jeter is the top four greatest Yankees of all time. Okay? But if you were to start to look, if, the, if Judge can find a way to get into, <clears throat> if Judge can find a way to get into the World Series and winning a World Series, he easily replaces tons of guys just based on what he did this season alone. I think if you look at the list of Yankees in, in the category of who has won, all right, who has won the most, who has just kicked butt and been the face of baseball, the face of a league, um, you got Ruth clearly will always be number one. I'm putting Derek at number two for what he has achieved as a player, what he's achieved off the field. And his just all-around accomplishments, the guy is without a doubt the the 
um, ideal baseball. He's the ideal professional sports player. You know, like, I don't know why I couldn't find the words. But he is the, he's what you wanted. All right, let's just move on. Joe DiMaggio, Lou Gehrig, Yogi Berra, Mickey Mano, Manny Rivera, uh, Reggie Jackson, Bernie Williams. Um, God almighty. Uh, you got to go with Whitey Ford. You got to go with um, 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 Ron Garling. You got, Not Ron Garling. He played for the Mets. Uh, Louisiana Lightning. I can't think of his name right now. But Ron Dutry? No. I don't know. doesn't matter. Those guys you kind of want to put in there. You put them clearly in there, okay? Judge is on that other wave with guys like... Um, I think he's in that rare category. It's a two-man category with Don Mattingly, Aaron Judge. Guys who are fit, great, but have not won a championship yet. But you want to see, like, those are the guys. You Oh, like, you, you can't help but just consider them in a different stratosphere, okay? If Judge can win a World Series, if Judge can win a pair of World Series, I think Judge easily moves up because Judge is homegrown, puts him in the same category as a Judge. Oh, Mickey Mantle, I forgot. Puts him in the category of Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Lou Gehrig, Yogi Berra, Rivera, Jeter, all homegrown. Ruth, not homegrown. Reggie, not homegrown. Okay? Um, Don Mattingly, homegrown, but never won a championship. The championship is the ultimate, like, that puts you in a different stratosphere. That puts you on a different plateau. I know some people think the championships don't matter. They are lying to you. If you're playing a professional sport and your goal is not one, to get paid, two, to win, three, to be the best, then it needs to be to get paid and win. Like, you need that, okay? My other question, and I'm going to kind of put it together, because my other question is, how how did the Yankees in Major League Baseball fail promoting this moment, and what should they do differently? Major League Baseball has done a terrible job as far as taking their star. You got Aaron Judge chasing history, and he's playing on the team with the record was set and then broken. We're gonna this segment's going on a little longer than I thought it was gonna expect it. Like I'm heated now. You have an opportunity to take a guy with no kind of baggage, no kind of controversy. He is just, he does and says everything right the other day he had 59 AX. What are you gonna do when you hit 60? He says, I see what happens when we get there. I'm worrying more about winning. That's the conversation. That's that Michael Derrick Brady. If you take Michael Jordan, put him, if you take Aaron Judge and put him in the NBA and he's chasing the record, mark my words, he's on everything. Covers, magazines, uh, internet. The uh, he's, he's, he, he's being interviewed by every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Okay? You take Aaron Judge and you put him in the NFL, they're doing um, uh, NFL life stories. They're doing 
uh, conversational pieces. He's everywhere. He's America's darling. This is a biracial. I hate to do this. This is a biracial kid from California who was adopted. How is this not like the biggest story in America right now? How is Aaron Judge chasing history right now? Wearing the uniform that Ruth wore when he did it in, seven, in, in uh, 1927. And the uniform that Roger Maris is wearing in 1961 when they both did it. How is this not the biggest story in sports? How? How? How, you, how if you're Major League Baseball, the commissioner is not shown at the game? How are we not talking to the Maris family? How are we not finding people who, what, like, th- th- this is just it, the craziest thing. Like, we're not. Now, I get it. Baseball feels like they've been burned because of what happened in 1998 with um, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. But I got news for you. If you feel like you were burned, you won't because you benefited from it. If you feel like you were burned by Barry Bonds, you won't because you were benefited from it. Here's your moment to show the world we're not cheating anymore. In a year with a young player, Francisco Tatis Jr. gets popped. And he wasn't even playing. He was at home hurt. He still got popped. Judge has been in the league now. If we pull up Judge's numbers, Judge has been in the league now since 2016. He's been in the league seven years, okay? Seven years, no controversy. Seven years, he's been big. Seven years, he's been strong. Seven years, this guy has been putting up numbers that you would, you, everybody would stand back and applaud in today's baseball. And I use that word like strongly. Aaron Judge's second year, his first full year with the league, uh, he played 155 games. He hit, is it not? Is that? Uh, he hit 284 with 52 home runs, rookie season. His second year. He followed it up with 27 home runs. He was hurt most of that year. 27 home runs. He still batted 278. Then he followed it up. He was hurt again, but he still... Let's go through a year where he kind of gave us some... So last year he played 148. He put up 39 home runs, and he batted 287. The guy's a career 284. He's a pure hitter. He can hit the ball. He can put the ball in play. Shits don't matter to this guy. And this year, his seventh year, 30 years old, when guys come into their prime, he's doing things. He's in the triple crown. If the season ends today, Aaron Judge will win the triple crown, which puts him in more rare company because he'll be the first guy since Miguel Cabrera to do it uh, like a few years ago. Miguel Cabrera was the first guy in 40 years to do it. He'll be the first Yankee since Mickey Mantle did it, I think in like 1954 or something crazy like that. Like, you, you, they're not celebrating this guy enough. They're not talking about this guy enough. They're not putting him in the conversation with the all-time. They're not, they're, there's no reason right now. It's only week. It's going into week three of the NFL. There's no reason that Aaron Judge is not talked about as much as Dak Prescott on the Dallas Cowboys. And Dak Prescott ain't one jack. If you if you hand out awards to guys who are hurt all year, Dak Prescott wins it. There's no reason why Aaron Judge is not in the same conversation. He's not he's not standing shoulder to shoulder with Patrick Mahomes. Young players who are great. Patrick Mahomes has a championship, Aaron Judge doesn't, but you get what I'm saying. They 
Baseball is still talking about Shohei Otani potentially winning the MVP award. Get that out of here. All right, Shohei is great. He's We've seen it. We've done it. His team ain't even smelling the playoffs. His team has been eliminated eight straight years. We're talking Mike Trout, the greatest in the league. His team, Since Trout has been on the team, he's made the playoffs once. But we still celebrate him. Aaron Judge's Yankees are consistently in the playoffs. Aaron Judge's Yankees are consistently in the conversation for the World Championship. Aaron Judge's Yankees have been consistently favored, even though I don't think so, but been favored to win. Why? Because Aaron Judge is on the team. But Major League Baseball, once again, once again, has failed him. Failed. And some of it has to do with his own team, the Yankees, not giving him the love and support. Because when you got a moron like Brian Cashman running the team, making decisions like Aaron Judge should have been signed in spring training. Just based on who the guy is and what others have done, Judge should have been signed in spring training. He should have had a fat contract, paid the man. He's been quiet about it. He doesn't complain about it. But instead, what did you choose to do? You treated him like he was some poop butt because one of your nerds in the front office was like, well, players lose their value after 30. <laughs> Enough. I'm glad next year baseball is taking a step back and saying this analytic stuff is out of hand when they get rid of the shifts. All right? I've gone on too long. Segment's only supposed to be a few minutes, like 10 minutes tops. I've gone on way too long. This is Downright Sports, everybody. I'm your host, Brent Reed, the Notorious Sports Critic. Feel free to check me out. Follow, like, subscribe at Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at the Facebook um, fan page. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh-huh. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to touch on the NFL's new young guns, if you will. I don't know what that hand gesture is. If you're, if you're not watching on anything, it's did like this Egyptian hand gesture. I don't know why. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the new faces of the NFL and what they're accomplishing, what they're doing. Um, if you're, yeah, this is Downright Sports. I don't even know what I was getting ready to say. We'll be right back. What else we got? Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Want some bubbly? Look at this stuff. Huh? He is. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm music. I never kiss the ass of the masses. I'm the black molasses. Thick and I lasted past these rap bastards. They tried to box me in like Cassius Clay. Hey, I'm like Muhammad when he fasted. Opposing the fascists. Made cuts and got gases. Scratches over third eyelashes. Punchlines are like jab hits to rappers whose career is now ashes. There's too many slashes in his name. Came in the game as gun clappers. From weak rhymes to clothing line to an actress. I seen them dash and smash hits. I yell, run, nigga, run. While I cooked up classics, the weak-hearted become Babylon puppets, making it hard for real hustlers. Touch the sky now and then with a lady friend. Give thanks to the most. That's how the day begins in the game. It's only right that I address this. You gotta be in it to, to win it. I, I never come lame, type killing in the game. Get busy. It's only right that I address this. Yeah. Music. I just want to be like a killer and a chiva from the streets of the shop where some get hot for leisure, selling weed out of cleaners, from rocks to barbershops and beamers, chicks with blonde weaves and strong legs like Serena, the demeanor of the ghetto, to never stay settled, all the men and corrupt mares play pharaoh, good bring business to the hood like Harold's five-year-olds, walking by themselves in the street, the young die of cancer, I stop eating meat, greet the gods on 87th street like peace, even though it's water, G got a face in the The game ain't chasing the sweet, cash flow is still, and they complacent with beats. My radio station is deep, so effort, progression, counting paper, and blessings in the game. It's only right that I address this. You gotta be in it to, to win it. I, I never come lame, type killing in the game. I get busy. It's only right that I address this. You gotta be in it to, to win it. I, I, I never come lame, type killing in the game. Music. I'm talking to you. What? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. Oh. You put a little jacket, you go. You take your lunch because you got big boy pants on. You got your big boy pants and your snack. I can say big loud things. I can be demonstrative. Alright, the other guy. I haven't watched the other guys in years. Uh, before I move on, because I did a bunch of notes on the Aaron Judge segment, so to go back a segment. Um, comparing what he's doing this season to what Maris and Roof did, just historically, um, he hit 60 this year. He's back in 216. He's now the leader in uh, hits currently right now. Slugger percentage is 307. His, opposite fit, his OPS is 1.23. Um, how many strikeouts? That's key. He's got 159 strikeouts. The kid strikes out. That's what he does. But if you compare him to what Roof did, when Roof did it in 1927, Roof hit 60. He struck out... Where's the strikeout? He struck out 89 times. Yo! He only struck out 89. Roof never struck out more than 100. That's crazy. Uh, he also batted 356. Uh, yeah. Roof had the better year. <laughs> yeah. Roof had the uh, RBIs. Uh, Roof had 165. Uh, Judge RBIs. He has 128. God, Babe Roof is a beast. Uh, you look at Roger Maris. Maris hit um, 61. He struck out 67 times. He only struck. Come on, Judge. You got to do better than that. Uh, batting average. He batted 269. So he had a lower batting average than both. Um, RBIs. He had 148, a lot of RBIs, so he was batting, he was hitting guys in. So, 
Judge's RBI totals lower, but that may have something to do with the fact the guys hitting in front of him don't reach the same because the game is different. Judge hits lead off some games. You know what I'm saying? Roof and Roger was not hitting lead off. They were hitting three and four in the lineup. But uh, yeah, uh, big ups to Aaron Judge and what he's done. Um, if you got to compare it, the numbers wise, it probably would go. You can find reasons to make arguments. Roof's hitting 60 still is better. Because I don't think Bonds, when he hit his his uh, um, average was that high, uh, Maguire or Sosa. Like, Bonds, I mean, um, the heck is his name? Pink Roof, head and shoulders, is just, it happens to just be better. You know, it's just it's the facts. That's just the facts, man. That's the sound effect I need to find. I need to get a, a dragnet sound effect. Anyway, so the NFL season is in week three, and uh, week two is now behind us, and we're now going into week three, and I'm not going to go into who's the favorite to win it all. I think it's too early to call. We all are going head over heels over who has won and who has lost. If you're going on, I know they keep track of who's undefeated. I don't see that lasting long. Uh, whoa, breaking news just came in. Um, the owner, Robert Sower, announced that he has begun the process to sell both the NBA franchise, the Phoenix Suns, and the WNBA franchise, the Phoenix Mercury. Wow, this is breaking news. First time on Downright Sports, I get to announce breaking news. Why is this important, kids? Mainly for the sure fact that another owner gets in trouble for racial being racist. I don't want to call him a racist, but he used racial slurs, so you paint your own picture. But he's being forced out. Is it fair? He owns the team. Now, he's partners with 29 other owners, and yeah, I think this says a, this is a bigger message that if you're an NBA owner and Chris Paul plays for you, you should probably be careful. Nah, this is a joke. Because when Chris Paul played for the Clippers, Donald Sterling had to sell his team. But this is huge. This is really, really, really big. This is big. This is so big. The conversations are going to come up. Who can buy the team? Now, we know sports franchises are purchased differently now. They don't buy sports franchises like where a fan buys them. It's more of an investment. Hedge fund guys get it. They invest in it. Then they sell it. Um, so, yeah, the Phoenix Suns, wow. Again, breaking news. Uh, Phoenix Suns owner, who is currently on a one-year suspension, which I last week butchered that suspension, thought it was the... I thought the suspension made zero sense as far as, like, the guy served no... Like, he doesn't do anything with a year suspension, $10 million fine. But Robert Sauver, uh, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, is, has announced he's begun... Pro uh, to sell the team. I believe now I have to tear up my segment. My segment, this is breaking news. Segment is done. Him selling this franchise is not a loss for him. Let me be very, very clear in what I mean by that. Him choosing to sell his franchise is he like this is not something like the the, the guys, this is not a Oh, woe is me. He has to sell his franchise. Like, for this to be a punishment, for this to be, for this to stick and matter, 
him selling the franchise would mean he doesn't get the profit from it. Or all right, that's unfair. That's unfair. Maybe he doesn't get the profit a hundred percent, but maybe he gets the profit like out of what he benefits from selling it. Maybe like fifty five percent of it has to go to all the HBCUs in Atlanta. I mean that'll be fair, but I'm just saying he's getting like he's he's basically for lack of a better word he's getting away for saying a couple bad words because if you told me I lived in a neighborhood. This is, go with me if you will. I live in a neighborhood and my house on a neighborhood is worth a lot of money. Hypothetically speaking, let's see how much my house is worth on this block, shall we? This block is a nice block, yeah? If I look on to my, if I look to my left, I could see uh, a, a Laker, a Clipper, I could see a King, I can see uh, a Jazz. If I look to the other side, I see a Maverick. I see a Rocket. I see all these people near me. Um, and I, I'm curious to know, you know, I kind of know the values of them. So let's look and see. So my house is valued at $1.8 billion. That's what my house is valued. $1.8 billion. That's a B, kids. That's a B. Now, I'm living on this neighborhood, and I wake up every morning to go get my newspaper, and when I wake up, I just yell out, morning N-words. <laughs> morning N-words. Morning N-words. Hey, over there, throwing slur towards that person. Throwing slur towards that person. Hey, I'm just repeating what I heard them say. Morning, morning. And then the community gets together and then they realize, oh, this guy can't stay here no more. <laughs> oh, this guy's got to go. Like, we understand his house is nice. We understand his house every year for Halloween and Christmas and all the hot. Like, it's the place to go. Like, the kids love the candy. But we can't have him just waking up getting his newspaper every morning and just throw it out. Just words. You can't have it. We want you to go. I have to go? Well, what do I do? Well, you, you got to sell your house. I got to sell my house? Yeah. And I get all the profits. Correct. Well, you get a percentage because your house, you split your house with others. But you'll get the bulk of it. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. What would you say the bulk is, though, to be fair? Well, like, what would you consider the bulk? Like, ballpark figure, if you will. Okay, if I can have a nice ballpark number. Well, you, you, you said some nasty things, Mr. Reed. <laughs> I know. I know. But, see, I just saw how much my house was worth. And I'm just curious, what percentage... Uh, do I get for that? I would be like 85%. 85%. Interesting. 85%. Okay. Um, can I get with my broker to just see if it's worth me selling? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, my broker has come to me and we have talked. We have spoken. And we have come to an understanding of 
a number that we all can be very happy with. And I'm, I think, quite frankly, that 85% of $1.8 billion will be more than enough for me to sell this house. This is a clear sign. Now, granted, the guy will live in shame. Oh, my God. His... He'll live somewhere nice. Like, there's a difference. If I get in trouble, again, I, I we all compare ourselves. This is a sports show. This is my opinion. I'm the notorious sports critic. I will give my opinion. When a normal mom and pop lose their business, they lose the business. Like, it, there is no, you reap the benefits. You, you No, you file chapter 11. It's a wrap. You sign in paperwork to go work at Chipotle. Like, that's it. This dude is selling the franchise where in 19, uh, excuse me, in 2004, he purchased the team for then record $401 million. You do the math on the man's profit. The team's now worth $1.8 billion. Yeah. He's going to walk away. Even if he, he's walking away with a billion dollars, like, I'm just going to call it. Like, he's walking, even if he walks away with nine million, hundred million, he's walking away, like, I would walk away happy. Oh, damn, I'm gone? How soon can I sell this? How soon? Like, because people, like, whoever his friends are will still be friends with him. Whoever his wife is will still be his wife. Whoever, like, people will still hang out with this guy. Like, nothing's going to change in his life other than the fact he just can't sit in his ivory tower in the, the stadium. Like, whoop de do. Honestly, I go buy a soccer team in, like, Dubai or something. Like, it, it, I'm not begrudging the man because he's going to make some money. I'm not. But what I'm saying, my point, I guess, I'm making is what penalty is he paying? What 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 penance is he paying? Where's his real punishment? The fact he just doesn't own a team no more? Like I truly believe you can't tell people who to sell to. You can't I think you just can't do that. But the NBA can't just let this franchise be sold to the first guy to just walk in the door. This is the opportunity for the NBA to really step back and maybe maybe give real opportunity to what they claim that they support, and that's diversity. Maybe this is the opportunity for the NBA to take a stand. Now, if, let's get back to that if word. If you are Jay-Z, if you are Puff Daddy, if you are 50 Cent, if you are Dr. Dre, if you are the Lil Wayne, if you are Kanye West, these rappers, these artists that say they're billionaires, here's your opportunity to put your money where your mouth is. Just saying, you all don't have, one person doesn't have to buy it. Maybe buy it as a collective, buy it as a group. You know what I'm saying? But this is your moment to really step back and go, whoa, let's, let's do this differently. Let's, let's put our, let's, let's really put our resources into really creating true change, if you will. Because if not, this franchise is going to go from one rich white guy that's entitled to potentially another rich white guy that's entitled. And he may not say anything crazy or irrational out loud. Like, Robert Sarver, his only, his only crime was he just said this crap around people. 
<laughs> like it's wrong that he said it, but the idiot was dumb enough to like he should not be able to make any money because he was too stupid to just sit back and keep his mouth shut. Like I don't know where in his mind he thought that it was okay for him just to be like, well, I'm just gonna say that, and, I'm, and nobody's gonna care because I'm rich. So this is this is this is big uh, breaking news. The NBA owner of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, Robert Sauer. Um, is it Sauer or Shaver? Say it's Shaver, whatever. Um, <laughs> is going is pursuing selling both franchises. So, yeah, see how that works. I'm gonna put my bid up for the Phoenix Mercury. Yeah, I got a little coin. Let's see if it works out. I mean, if I can get like zero point one percent of the team, that's something. I can make some changes, small changes. Anyway, um, if you're listening on um. Fab 94.5, the Hitch Trap Radar Radio and She Real Radio. You're going to get some smooth, soothing sounds of Def Leppard. For those of you on DJ Chase Radio and Dynasty Radio, you're getting the news. And if you're listening on the podcast, you're going to get music. So stick around. Facebook Live will be right back for more. Uh, we're going to come back with the news and then we're going to wrap the show up.
Yeah, man, you're now locked into Downright Sports, the podcast. This is DJ Chase Worldwide Sounds Records. Shout out to Brent Reed. I want y'all to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know what it is. Cheer! All right, let's wrap up the show, shall we? Uh, breaking news. Uh, Phoenix Suns owner uh, looking to sell franchise after being suspended for a year and basically being told, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. So the WNBA season has wrapped up, and the um, Las Vegas Aces are the first fran- professional sports franchise in Las Vegas to win a championship. They uh, close things out and finish the season. Finally getting a championship, a team that's been in the championship quite a bit. Um, they've made a lot of uh, trips there. This franchise has been consistently, 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 consistently really good. And um, the fact that they finally were able to capture one is huge. So big shout out to those girls and um, really big ups to them. Uh, but now that the offseason is here, the conversation is where they all leave to go play somewhere else. And they, a lot of them will go to Russia to get paid more money, you know. And the WNBA, it's not the WNBA's. You can't solely blame the WNBA for not being able to pay their players, if that makes sense. Um, the way sports for the way you get paid in sports is through revenue. Okay, you you have to produce revenue to get paid. Um, NBA games, average NBA games, they average around fifteen to twenty thousand people. Okay, that's going to get you paid. That's going to get you, um, you know, that's going to put butts in the seats. I mean, you know, excuse my butts in the seats. That's going to put revenue in people's pockets. Okay, if if they're not, you know, they don't have a large revenue stream. They don't have TV, a big TV contract. They don't have huge sponsorships. Then they're just playing basketball and they can't get paid. So for somebody that's like. I love when people post these memes like so-and-so made this in the career while so-and-so made this just this past season. There's a difference. The NBA has a huge NBA, uh, the NBA has a huge TV contract just between two networks, ESPN and Turner. That's it. The WNBA benefits from that contract. They're not the bulk of it. They just benefit from it. So if I'm the WNBA and I'm the NBA, and basically the NBA owns the WNBA, what I would this is an idea I think they should support. This is an idea I think they should do. I don't see why you can't have the WNBA players maybe somehow being affiliated with the NBA teams. And what I mean by that is, we'll just use the Phoenix Suns, for example. The, the, the owner of the Phoenix Suns also owns the Phoenix Mercury. I don't see why in the world you can't have somehow the players being a part of the Phoenix Suns franchise in a way where they're on the payroll, where they in the offseason serve some kind of some kind of they do something in the offseason, whether it's 
training, whether it's practice, whether it's whatever, coaching, you know, maybe they could serve as liaisons to the G League. But I think they need to start opening and exploring different ways to get the players paid because, yes, Brittany Griner is still in Russian prison. Now, yes, it is illegal in Russia to have hashish. That is a law. That's a law. Like, she broke a law in Russia. So, that I mean, that's the case. But if you can keep your players in a like in America or you can have a different type of partnership with some of these like these overseas teams it keeps the players here because you gotta say to yourself some of these players retire early because they're playing year round just so they can make ends meet they're playing in the WNBA then they go play overseas like there's no break so I think they just have to do a much better job and I don't have the answer I'm just throwing out I'm just spitballing but you gotta find ways to get them to get them just paid. Make them on the court correspondence. Make them um, I don't know. Like I really don't know the answer. The WNBA does need to find a better job in marketing and getting bigger sports. They need to find a star. They need to find a mega star that's going to draw eyes. They got to find it. You can't give me the excuses not because they don't. It's, it's a terrible excuse because tennis figures it out. You get what I'm saying? NASCAR figured it out for a little bit with Danica Patrick, except she didn't win, so it kind of faded, but they figured it out. You got to figure it out, all right? I'm not going to go down how or whatever, but just got to figure it out. Now, the NBA is also deciding that they're going to basically, by next year, 2024, taking away the the age restriction. 18, you can come in. I'm not, I, I really think players should, I think NBA, I think the NBA is better off when players go to college. And if you're like, well, what about LeBron? That is a one-off. What about Kobe? That is one-off. What about Kevin Durant? That is one-off. What about guys like Josh Smith? Okay. Remember him? Yeah, Josh Smith retired at like 29. Okay. For every, like, Kobe and LeBron, there's, like, a million kids that are not ready for the NBA. And there's no, I don't, like, football makes you go to college for three years because they know you're not mentally and physically ready for the NFL. And even those guys that get drafted still ain't mentally ready. Baseball gives you an option. You You either go to the draft or you go to college. If you get drafted... But you don't get signed, you can get to go back to college. And I think that's what the NBA needs to um, negotiate with the NCAA. They need, to co- they need to come up with a strategy where if you don't go in the first round, second round guys that don't get signed can go back to college. I don't see why that's a problem. I don't see why that's an issue. It's a win-win for everybody. Because with name, image, and likeness, now you ain't got to worry about tampering and stuff like that. But... People got to get over this, like, oh, he's 18, you should just go. Magic Johnson went to the to college. He benefited from it. Larry Bird, um, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went to college and even played his freshman year because they dis that what they didn't do because it was a mature. It was you had to earn your stripes. You had to learn. You want to take a kid 18 years old, dump stupid amount of money in his lap. You're setting yourself up for failure. Now, if the NBA is trying to do this foolishness so LeBron can play with his son, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. 
Don't make an adjustment for this one kid that we don't know if he's going to be great or not. Like, he's great playing against high school guys. Is he going to be great playing against Deonis Antetokounmpo, John Morant, Luka Dantage, um, Trey Young? Like, is he going to be great playing against those guys? It's a little different. Now, I'm sure his dad does pickup games and all his friends come over, Carmelo, Chris Bosh. They all, the what was it, the banana boat guys, they all come over and they drink their Mai Tais and they go, look at my son. He's, he's special. Look, LeBron cutting his hair was him coming to the reality that he was going bald. The NBA needs to come to the reality. Not every 18-year-old is cut for the league, all right? You got lucky a few times, but for all the guys that went from the pros to the to the, uh, from high school to the pros, when you start naming the greats, it's a very short list. Just Moses Malone, um, Kobe, uh, Kevin Garnett, LeBron James. I like my like I'm st- like yes, the White Howard went, but okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like who else? Who else? He, he just Stands out to you. Just like, yeah. Remember that guy? No, I don't. I don't. I named it. Allen Iverson, who was the perfect player to go from college, from high school to the pros, went to college still. You know what I'm saying? Like, went to college still. Like, this, it, there are tons of guys that could have done it. Doesn't make it right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just doesn't make it right. Anyway, thank you all for listening and watching Downright Sports. I appreciate it. New episode will download today. Sometimes, <laughs> sometime today, um, you can listen to uh, Downright Sports at DJ Chase Radio. Uh, new episodes premiere on Wednesdays. Listen throughout the week. Uh, you can listen at 8 o'clock Thursday night on DynastyRadioNY.com. You can listen at uh, 8 o'clock um, in the morning on Saturdays at Fab 94.5 The Hits. Saturday at 3 p.m. at Trap Radar Radio. And Sunday at noon at She Real Radio. Download. And uh, download, subscribe, and like. Leave a comment at Apple Podcasts. Uh, listen and like at Spotify, Google Play. Leave a comment and watch at YouTube. And also go to... That's the wrong mouse. Go to TikTok and Instagram to check out latest clips and latest updates. I appreciate you guys. New news coming this way. Downright Sports will start having live uh, radio episodes starting in October. So how cool is that going to be? So excited for that. Um, and then, yeah, it's happening. The NBA show is next week. So uh, thank you all for watching and listening. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Be safe. Uh, uh, yeah, and have a it falls here, kids. Deuces. You are listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. Ballers, grinders, yeah, I'm the real true pimp of the year. Will you feel me? Ha <laughs> ha, pimp of the motherfucking year. Give it up, give it up, and give it to me. A Big Mac, capitalized, double deep sink in this zone. So I'ma get sick with it. Or give me drink and bomb and let me get with it. Yeah, cause I'ma be the biggest pimp of the year. Going around.
out doing shit like this here Cause a nigga is strong And wait too long when it comes to my ding dong But, bet, I get a check when I sign on the dotted line So now I know I gotta get in mine It's really no thing to me sick To be a real true P.I.M.P Cause I had me a hoe or two or more Way back in 80 fucking four That's when I was a teen But my dick was still big to make a bitch bleed See, and of course I'm slapping hoes Smacking hoes up and down the fucking avenues And after I do that I'm digging deep in the pockets for a fat gap Feel me? I'm so goddamn bad That I had to kick off in the hoes ass Cause a girl tried to do me Ride off with a man in a Mustang pony And I knew I'd catch up with her Next day, rather paper, yeah, the nigga raped her But I'm not tripping Bitches like you wanna keep on slipping So I had to move on To the next young bitch that had it going on uh, And I'm not here to pump no fear I'm just a Mac player, pimp of the year, bitch Pimp of the year Second verse, I learned a hell of a lot I'm from the get down start So I had my hoes hoeing Had every trap thinking I was the orthodontal going Cause all the game that I spit is good shit And the shit that I spit made me rich Cause I was all about money If the girl says she down, well bees come and get the honey Cause I'm giving it up quick Take a hit, take a lick at them pink lips uh, And I bet it's better than great Not knowing that I bought this broad out of state And I'm at it I just walked up to her I said my name Drew down and I slick Rick the ruler And from that get go I'm just a pimp ho You coming with me Until the east side oh. And then she said okay I'm on my way Let me pack my bags before today And then I said get with it And don't be a bitch and try to split uh, She was right up under my wing At the airport at 515 She said who are you and why are you here I said I'm Drew down and pimp of the year For making hoes Every woman that I touch Bitch turns into go And I don't go for talk back Have respect when you're speaking to a pimp Fuck that Deduct from the paycheck Matter of fact Get your ass in the back of the Cadillac So I can ride and check and make Like rule number eight I keep a bitch in a plate And no I don't play around Fuck around when it comes to my money, nigga And when it comes to getting a bitch sprung I give her Hennessy With a one-on-one So she can get so high Real high And that she knows I'm that type of guy Cause I'ma keep some just for the hoes And for myself I keep bending all uh, And when a hoe 